0: Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. Grab your things. I've come to bring you song versus song, and we have a great episode today. We are going straight to the English countryside to talk about the Heaths and the Moors and all that stuff. We are doing Peter Gabriel's Salisbury Hill versus Kate Bush's Wuthering Heights. And uh, I got to admit, I don't know that much about Kate Bush, so we have an expert in the house today.
1: Oh, no. Hi. Hi.
0: I know a little about Kate Bush, so, you know, I'm good. I know I know things. I know music. I cool. listen to music sometimes.
1: Enough to have a uh, podcast? It. Wow.
0: Oh, God. No, that's why we have you on, to, <laughs> right. to bail me out when I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, everyone, this is Angie Meehan. Hi. You may remember her from our very great Bjork versus Tori Amos episode uh, a few months ago, and uh, Angie, we're just glad to have you back.
1: I'm so glad to be here.
0: You know you're podcasting. You are just good on on the mic. Aww. And so we were just like desperate to have you back.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be <laughs> here, especially because like, I guess the last episode would kind of lead in pretty well to this because we got into some Kate Bush talking points, I think, in the last one. So I'm yeah. I'm up I'm, I'm to be here.
2: We did in the song versus song continuity. Yes. Uh, it was clear yeah. <laughs> uh, that we that we would have to have you back for this. We had we had set it up. There was a lot of foreshadowing.
1: Oh, the extended yeah, universe.
0: Can, yeah, you can check it out in the song versus song wiki. The fan wiki. Yes, and, no. uh, that, There's one of those. I all should all check our, that
2: out. Then I'll know things about our about our show. <laughs> oh.
0: No, I. there are probably quite a few people who know way more about this podcast than <laughs> we, the hosts of this podcast, do. But in any case, we're here to talk about some late 70s art pop, art rock. I don't know what to call this genre, but these are two of the bigger, more beloved songs of the late 70s, especially now, because these were... These were not like huge hits, especially in America, but like they're pretty well known now. Uh, Kate Bush took a little bit to catch up, but Kate Bush is having a moment right now. She's
1: having like, I don't know if it's because we've been inside and feeling insane and like that's just like a huge vibe with Kate Bush, but like she is just having like a banger year on social media. The kids love her.
0: Yeah, they really do. Like 10 years ago, I think this would have been a very confusing episode for people because peter gabriel did have his pop breakthrough eventually with uh so in 1986 featuring kate bush on the on, on the song don't give up which is an absolute classic
1: oh such a good song i was like oh, hoping yes. we were going to talk about that i was like ah the twain <laughs> they've met and i love that song <laughs> don't give, give up. up it's like so perfectly both of them that song it's got like the big old funky like peter gabriel kind of base like emotional man thing and then you just have kate bush like breathing in your ear and it's it's so good
0: these are these two are simpatico spirits certainly but we are here to rank and put a hierarchy and compete so let us go around the table and say which one we would choose of the two are we going to salisbury hill are we going to wuthering heights Angie, I think I already know what your answer is, but go ahead,
1: <laughs> oh, man. You got to stick me in that Bronte zone. I am here for weathering heights. One hundred percent.
0: OK, I am. I am a straight man. So I think I am going to um, lean towards Peter Gabriel on this one. I do really love that song. Of course, the, the world loves that song and the world has gone kind of sick of it, I think. All right. <laughs> that that leaves you, Lena. You are our tiebreaker, and I genuinely do not know which way you're going to fall on this one.
2: This is a tight one. It's impossible. (laughs) It's really hard, and I'll I'll tell you why. Um, It's because one of these songs is immediately accessible, even though it's in fucking 7-4 time. You're talking about Salisbury Salisbury Hill. And then the other... Yeah, like a, a a truly wacky time signature to be a thing that's so accessible. And honestly, yeah. sit down and if you never realize the time signature it's in, go and listen to the song and just count seven four times and you will come around full circle to the next part of the song. But even though that's good, that song is swell and everything. Uh, it really stands out on that album because the rest of Peter Gabriel 1, eh, it's fine.
0: <laughs> it's It's fine. It's a first solo record for sure. It's it's a first solo lo- record was like where I don't have the guys dragging me down. I don't have to worry about what <laughs> Phil Collins fucking thinks. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want,
2: kind of deal. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna write a song called Modern Love, many years before David Bowie writes a much <laughs> better song called Modern Love. Uh but yeah, I mean so like the thing is, then if you look at Wuthering Heights, it's Benane's And it just has a, every part of the story behind that song is astonishing to me. It's a success, even though in many ways it feels like it has no business being a success. But it also, in addition to all of that, feels much more of a piece with The Kick Inside. The Kick Inside is a much better record, in my opinion, than uh, than Peter Gabriel won like yeah. by, a, by a like a landslide like it's not even close that record mm. is amazing I cannot believe that Kate Bush was writing the stuff like technically some of the stuff she started composing at age thirteen yeah and yeah. that's how good it sounds that's I don't wh- wh- and the fact that Wuthering Heights is just a a song that everyone told her could not be the single single. And she was like, we're going to do it anyway. Right. And then it, and, and they only agreed because they knew that she would whiff. And then she learned her <laughs> lesson, sure. except th- the exact opposite happened. She only whiffed in America and she was a yeah. success basically in, on the rest of the planet earth. And she was like, well, guess it's going to be my way. And that, is the reason why I think the rest of Kate Bush's career is the way that it is. So mm. it's just like a more important song. It's a more weird. I don't know, man. It's, I don't, yeah. I do, can I, can I possibly abstain? Can I not answer this question? It's really <laughs> hard.
0: Oh, you are not the only person to say that. We, people erupted in agony when they, I told them they had to pick one in the wow. comments. So, like,
2: all right, here's what I'm going to say I'm, I'm giving it to Wuthering Heights, and, and here's why. I listened to, People cover this song. I listened to the Pat Benatar cover of the song and I thought, oh, no, you made this song boring. And the exact moment that she made it boring was when she said when she sang I hated you because she just sings it normal. When Kate Bush sings that, she goes, I hated you. Like, just Mm -hmm. like, like, what is I? what, What what voice are we doing? What cartoon show am I watching? And that's what makes <laughs> Wuthering Heights great. So I have to give it just just for that moment. Like I just feel like there's nothing on Salisbury Hill that comes close. Anyway, that's it. I figured it out in the moment. I, 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 had to, I had to think. I had to think that through in my mouth to find the answer. And there it just, is. Just talk through it.
1: Yeah, no, like there is something like just very innately magical about Wuthering Heights. Not just that it's like um, an an unexpected or kind of like everyone would assume it would have failed kind of song, or not just because it's got, you know, Kate Bush doing her own choreography that she made that is basically dramatic liturgy uh, of of Wuthering Heights, but also because she's kind of the proto horse girl. Like My Little Ponies were still kind of a few years out at that point. (laughs) They didn't really have, like, Labyrinth hadn't come out yet, you know? Like, Kate Bush came mm. and brought it in with Wuthering Heights and said, yes, theater girls.
0: It does seem like she invented something, like, a type. Like, invent a type of person that exists <laughs> only after <laughs> this existed. Yeah, I she, mean, I guess...
1: If she came I, I out to... The, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say, she came out today, like, someone would drop a picture of her on Twitter and be like, new person just dropped, and, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry anyway.
0: <laughs> no, they were I think the that type of person in like the sixties and seventies was like a, a Renfair like folk artist, probably. Sure. But-
2: that seems right. Here's another thing I think is kind of true about Kate Bush. Um so this this song, this Wuthering Heights thing, she, it's kind of about the, the book. But when she first decided she was gonna do it, it was because she'd like seen the The movie adaptation? Yeah, she'd seen a
1: BBC adaptation of it. And, you know, she was like 13.
2: So here's what I like about it. To me, the song Wuthering Heights is like what happens when a kid has got to give a book report about a book (laughs) they haven't read, (laughs) but they've seen the movie. And then they get up in front of the class and somehow blow everybody away. Yeah. Like just beat the. Like Kate Bush is that kid that could just. Like, show up an hour before class, Mm -hmm. listen to the nerds, and then get the A. That's Kate Bush. I don't know how, (laughs) like, she's also weird and, and out of her mind, but, like, also, like, somehow that procrastinating. I don't know how she's both those things at once, but she is. Yeah,
1: I almost feel like she's kind of the beginning of, like, the manic pixie dream girl, you know? Like, just, like, she's on her own planet, You know, she's going to vibe and talk about, you know, being Kathy Crenshaw's ghost and you're just going to have to go along with it. You know, like she kind of is the beginning of that, especially if you look at like YouTube comments on any of her videos. It seems like it's all middle aged men being like, this is a goddess. These kind of women don't exist anymore. You know, and I'm like,
0: (laughs) that same kind
1: of like rhetoric where I'm like, oh, my God,
0: (laughs) you know, I got to admit, like I have read Wuthering Heights, unlike Kate Bush at age 19. I don't really see it as a very romantic book. I think it's a very angry uh, book. And I think, Kathy, you need to leave Heathcliff alone. He's <laughs> bad news. Like, yeah. He's just a very angry, shouty. Like I, You know, I'm talking this to you. Like, how could anyone <laughs> find this romantic? you have been Phantom of the Opera fan, girl. Uh, I was like, but, uh, oh, <laughs>
1: problematic fictional man. No, no, no. I actually, um, I, I, I do like the Brontes, but I do not think Wuthering Heights is romantic. To me, it's like kind of like, modern day Jerry's or sorry not modern day but like uh, contemporary 1840s Jerry Springer like it's just people like figuring out how they can like fuck over the person that burned them and make their lives miserable and do it in like the like sleaziest most underhanded way um, and I think Kate Bush a clan certain shows elegance. Up. wait right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then there's I a clown well,
0: Oh, not Springer
2: oh no no Springer had had the clan I oh yeah no
1: they did. Okay,
2: I, I wouldn't. Don't, don't okay. make me turn this into an episode about common themes in Jerry Springer episodes because <laughs> I could just a list. I could just read it down right oh, now. Oh yeah. Anyway.
1: I, I skip school a lot in middle school. I know what's up.
2: <laughs> I gotta be honest. I did not
0: like the book Wuthering Heights very much. I was much more into Jane Eyre. I'll take that. I'm sorry. I'll take that to book versus book. My yeah. other Podcasts. <laughs> I didn't tell you about. But Bronte versus Bronte. Yeah. <laughs> It's, oh, it's just me Anne. literally talking about those two books. Yeah, sorry, Anne. <laughs> I've, I've never read Agnes Gray or yeah.
1: <laughs> Thornfield Hall, I think. No, Thornfield Hall is the book, the the house. And well, see, that's how much I know about uh, Anne. But no,
0: uh, <laughs> no. we are rapidly reaching the limits of my literary knowledge. It's OK. No, I, I, I came here to talk about music. <laughs> I got to be honest. I, I honestly kind of Wuthering Heights is really not my favorite Kate Bush song. No, I'm 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 sorry. Like it's a kind of a guilty displeasure for me. I'm way more into like her late '80s stuff. Like, oh,
1: I was gonna agree with you. Like I love Kate Bush, but it's it's oh, definitely really? like you on had my. Oh, the most
0: shocked fi- look on your face. Oh,
1: I thought like I was kind of like well, you know what? Because you know, I I do really really like *Weathering Heights*. Obviously, I'm I'm picking it for this podcast, but it is it is kind of on like the lower end of like Kate Bush singles that I like, yeah, and it's more of a I respect it because it was just so balls to the wall weird. And it succeeded. And it is catchy, but it's like, I I, I wouldn't put it in like my top five, even. If I'm being completely like, no. be honest. Um,
0: and, you know, like, it's weird because like, we were talking about Peter Gabriel being weird, we you know, the 7-4 and like, that video for Salisbury Hill, I'd never seen it before. It's insane. What the fuck is going on in there? But, no one talks about Salisbury Hill that way anymore because everyone uh, associates it with the uh, Trailers, movie trailers, rom coms. Yeah.
1: Is yeah, it was was in gonna, the
0: trailer for Big Fish?
1: Right. Or the Toe
0: for Grace movie in good company. That's what I remember the two I remember distinctly.
1: I knew it from so there was like a very it's like early, like Ur er- YouTube, or it might have even been proto YouTube, but it was like the Shining recut to be like a kind of family rom com movie. It's and- I was
2: also going to bring this up. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. Sh- shining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shining. Classic. I actually I actually was gonna ask the question. Uh, and maybe we could think about it and come up with an answer at some point in the episode, but if you were going to do a a, a a trailer for a movie that already came out and try and change the genre, but using Wuthering Heights, what would the movie be and what would Ooh. be the genre change?
1: Oh Ooh. my gosh. Hmm. Like, my immediate gut instinct, it doesn't make any sense, we bought a zoo. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a prime Salisbury Hill Uh Type of a uh, type of movie. Well, that's the yeah. thing. I
2: feel like you kind of have to take like a Salisbury Hill type of movie, yeah, and make it
1: cut it to a, a psychodrama. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know,
0: we were talking about recut trailers. There was one I always wanted to do, but I didn't know how to edit video. There were like all these things where they would like make something gay, mm. and they or like Back to the Future three, but gay, and they use the Brokeback Mountain.
1: Right. Uh. I always
0: wanted to try to turn Brokeback Mountain into an action movie. Oh, I, there's a you could do it. There's some violence. In yeah, that. there's
1: there's some <laughs> rough and tumble in that movie. Like I think I think you could like squeak one out. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. I'm sorry. I'm just no.
0: Gonna. <laughs> um, I, something I glanced at. Have ha, ha, did either of you see the Salisbury Hill? video?
1: No, I didn't know there was one.
2: I didn't watch it. No, I, I didn't it. know
0: that. Yeah, I didn't know. I Well, I knew Wuthering Heights wouldn't. I'm taking that one right back because <laughs> everyone knows about the fucking red dress and the dancing around. Ooh. Oh, uh,
1: I have a question, but I'll sidebar it for this video. Okay.
0: It looks normal. It's just, you know, people walking around the English countryside, Peter Gabriel singing, and then there are cabbages. So many cabbages. There's a woman dressed like a cabbage. There's cabbages on conveyor belts. I don't know what I'm looking at. It's bizarre. But, like, that's Peter Gabriel. Like, mm-hmm. I was, like, right before I turned this on, I was watching, like, a clip of, like, him during Genesis and, like, him with his crazy mask and the dress on, like, Fox mask and, like, Boyle's mask and, like, Phil Collins be like, we were so sick of this shit. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I feel like Peter Gabriel, because he became kind of a pop star in the in the 80s, people, I, I feel like he's not given as much credit as he used to be for being like the strangest man in the, in the universe.
1: Mm-hmm-hmm.
0: And because Kate Bush is just like, just having her moment now, mm-hmm. like it's much cooler to like Kate Bush right now. Like, cause she was never a, a, she was never a thing in America. She had her number one hit in the UK. And I don't know if she ever really troubled the, the charts again. I know. I, I think she was, had a couple of other top 10 hits, but she wouldn't in America and certainly never.
1: Yeah. no, nah, no, nah. That's just reserved for again, 45 year old, art history PhDs and all the buys
0: (laughs) I had I saw one comment on here that was like I love both these songs but I have to go to Wuthering Heights because Salisbury Hill is just so much straighter
1: (laughs) it is very like Dad got a shirt from Tommy Bahamas. He's wearing the (laughs) nice flip-flops. We are going to have a really good dinner at Maggiano's. Like, that's kind of like the vibe that I get. Or like Red Lobster or, or Bahama Breeze even. So, like, when you listen to something like Sledgehammer, you listen to Sledgehammer and you're like, oh, that's a song that, like, fucks, you know? Like, it just goes yeah. so hard. I could, I, that's like a karaoke song for me. I love it so much.
0: I have to lower the, the pitch for it, but I absolutely love doing Sledgehammer.
1: It's, it's such a fun song. And it, it, it does still sound like, you hear that and you're like, oh, shit, I can feel why this is, like, so big. Salisbury Hill, it's kind of, you go back and listen to it and it just sounds like it was always made for movie trailers, you know? Like it,
0: It's changed over time. because yeah. I around this time Genesis started having their first big hits and you know right when they lost Peter Gabriel and I I remember him saying like that one kind of stung because like they Genesis became like this big rock band with big crossover hits and Peter Gabriel was making his Peter Gabriel trilogy I guess of Peter Gabriel one and two and three I agree that Peter Gabriel one is not my favorite Peter Gabriel record three probably is or his 1986 album so to be irredeemably basic about it I
1: was about to say so is my favorite Peter Gabriel album it's the only one that I could actually like talk about it any length too so like <laughs> yes. I'm gonna yeah. be real. all the
0: hits uh, it's yeah. got Sledgehammer it's yeah. got Big Time it's yeah. got In Your Eyes which was me and my first girlfriend's uh, oh. song it was our wow. song wow
1: wow oh that's so sweet yeah like that uh, well, yeah.
0: But I it was wasn't a good s- relationship but oh. it was a oh. good song for a, a good <laughs> It was a song for a better relationship, let's say.
1: Sure, sure. You're like, I wish I'd used that song for another one. No, no. (laughs) um, uh, I was going to say, actually, my big confession is that, like, I really know nothing about Genesis outside of the fact that Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins, like, were both in it. So, like, I I was so slanted against Salisbury Hill in general, just because, like, the lore is (laughs) fairly hidden to me. Like, that's, that's a big, huge musical blind spot for me.
2: Relevant to the to the podcast as far as comparing the albums. The other thing about about uh Pierre Gabriel One is that there are far weirder songs. Like he did pick like Salisbury Hill is obviously the single, right? Like you listen to it mm-hmm. and you're like, That makes sense. That's a single. Like it's not gonna be Moribund the Burgermeister, which is weird as <laughs> yeah, hell. Yeah, was it Errol like- the Burgermeister? Yeah. And it and it sort of belies the fact that he and Kate Bush are very similar and that he would absolutely uh, date someone like Sinead O'Connor, like all these things really track. He did. He did. It, uh, boy, yeah. she had some she she has some things to say. I believe she said that she was just his weekend pussy, which is pardon my language. The thing that she said about their relationship. So I don't know that it was terribly great, but they, yes, they were in fact involved at some point. But the thing about Wuthering Heights is that, yeah, I mean, like it was a weird song that she sort of pushed to be the single. And meanwhile, the songs that flank it are the two songs that, if you were to do singles off of that album, you would think the man with the child in his no, eyes is, yeah, and, yeah. And, and the one that they wanted, which was James and the Cold Gun. And you can, right. if you listen to James and the Cold Gun, that feels way more like a song that would have gotten airplay in America in the late 1970s. Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> that sounds like something that Pat Benatar should cover. Is how what my thought was when I <laughs> I heard it. Certainly not withering fucking heights. Yeah, Pat Benatar, what are you doing? Who do you, do you not realize you're Pat Benatar?
2: Yeah, Pat Benatar decides that she's going to literally just do a cover of the title track. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's. Wouldn't it be? Has anybody ever just covered the Kick Inside? What a what a wild thing. Yeah. You know what I'm going to name my album after this song that I wrote from the point of view of someone who commits suicide after they realize they're pregnant with their brother's child. What a what a what a thing, Kate Kate
1: Bush. That is some teenage girl like I am writing <laughs> drama like I yeah. wrote that fanfic, you know. Like I thought again, <laughs> I have such an affinity for Kate Bush because to me she kind of represents everything that I, I guess you know I, I don't want to get too like, eh, but like everything that like people resent, I guess, feminine energy for like just being weird and too deep in your emotions and like vulnerable and not giving a goddamn like single iota of care to like appealing to mainstream tastes you know like she was her own weird thing and you don't really kind of get that much validation it's certainly not like i can imagine just being like some weird nerd girl who really likes you know sir walter scott in the 1970s seeing this and just being like finally again she invented a new type of person or at least you know codified that person But I was going to say, I had actually resisted Kate Bush. I talked about this on the last episode, but I was not a Kate Bush fan at first because I was a huge Tori Amos fan. And I remember someone on the internet saying, like, oh, Tori Amos is just like a ripoff of Kate Bush. And I was like, I will never listen to this Kate Bush. And somebody in high school burned me. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're like this novelty Andrew Sisters type act called the Pupini Sisters. So they do like, Andrew sister style covers of mm-hmm. pop songs I, I, I
2: think I, I think I have yes
1: yeah they do a cover of Wuthering and Heights they in fact
2: had done the Wuthering Heights yeah. yeah
1: and I was like this song's fun I should go listen to it and I was like oh it's that bitch Kate Bush mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I put it on I was like okay this is actually really good like I'm intri- <laughs> or more like I'm intrigued you know and I did I did have a question actually I wanted to ask earlier but there's actually two versions of the Wuthering Heights music video and I was going to say like you know, people have very strong opinions about whether they like the red dress version or the white dress version. White and dress version, yeah, yeah. Red dress version for you? Like, I guess if you've never seen th- them, like, the red dress version was the U.S. version. The U.S. music video, I believe. And it's her in a red dress dancing in the woods. Versus the very cocaine looking, but still, like, same choreography, her in a white dress. Yeah. That feels very, like, Xanadu-y, I guess. Because it's got, like, the yes, weird, that's like...
0: that's the correct word for it, Xanadu-y.
2: <laughs> I
1: was like, she. well, this predated Xanadu. Suck on that, Olivia Newton-John. Wait, oh no.
2: I like the red dress version. Let me say the reason why. Because every time I watch it now, in hindsight, I think, wouldn't it be weird if in The Matrix, the woman in the red dress was Kate Bush? (laughs) (laughs) That would be weird. That would be weird. What what kind of movie? Oh my God, there's my answer. The trailer, the movie that I want (laughs) to make a trailer with Wuthering Heights is The Matrix.
1: That would be amazing. Like, let me grab it while he's like leaning back. <laughs> it would be so good. Oh, I love it. I, I guess Wuthering I Heights it. is better branding, is maybe my my thing with like that versus Salisbury Hill. Like you see Kate Bush dancing around and it's like it's just almost like mimetic before even like meme culture was a thing. You just have some free soul spinning around in a dress, and I don't know precisely what Kate's entire like dance background is, but at 19 it has like still like a very amateurish quality compared to like the choreography and running up that hill or literally any of her other videos.
2: This was right when she was, she was like just getting into movement right around this time. Mm -hmm. Like she had like, like literally like I think the first song on the track is written about like, like a dance coach or a movement coach, Mm -hmm. The song moving. Mm -hmm. I I forget the name of that person, but like literally wrote a song about the fact that she was getting into it, you know? So, (laughs) yeah, I think you can see her adventurous spirit.
1: Yeah. It's also got um, that sweet, I can't remember his name, the guitarist from the Alan Parsons Project does the guitar solo at the end of it. It, Oh, that's
2: right. It's a pretty killer guitar solo.
1: It's so good.
2: I think it's funny that there's a, a, quote, metal version of this song, like Kate Bush's version isn't the metal (laughs) version of this (laughs) song.
1: Right? I mean, I remember, because, like, even like her vocals on that first album in general sound like her voice changes, like as much as she has like that iconic voice to me, like, you know, you can hear it really maturing and mellowing out over, you know, the passage of time on her albums, but she sounds so young on Wuthering Heights. And so like, yes, way up more in here. Like it is just like, it's such a jarring voice to hear for the first time. Like if you're not expecting it, you know, (laughs) like,
2: yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that Pat Benatar covered it because you listen to it, and if you didn't get it, if you didn't get why it is that only Kate Bush can really do that song the way that it is meant to be truly done. Yeah. Like, as soon as you hear Pat Benatar do it, you're like, oh, no, only Kate Bush is allowed. Like, only, like, and and where would the world be if there was no Kate Bush, but, like, unbelievably less? You know, that's
0: that's exactly what happened to me, (laughs) because I, you know, the... I, I, I'm not a really huge fan of Kate Bush's voice on Wuthering Heights because it's way out there. But I listened to uh, the, the Pat Benatar version. I was like, what are you doing? You're not Kate Bush. Like Kate Bush needs to be doing this and not you. Yeah. Like you're such a, a meat and potatoes rocker. Pat yeah. Benatar, you're not weird enough for this. I appreciate the attempt. Yeah. That attempt was made.
1: It's like it's like, you know. York, you know, I, I had heard like this one popular like acoustic cover of Who Is It from Medulla and it was like very like easy listening and it was perfectly fine in its own way, but it's just like, nah, sometimes the voice is what sells it, you know, yeah. and, and Kate Bush's voice is what sells Weathering Heights to me because it sounds spooky. It sounds like the wind blowing through the windows of an old house. It's just like, Yee! and you're like, Oh, that's yes, Kate Bush.
2: she's, she's, she sounds, she sounds like a witch. And also, yeah, like she's got this, this thing, this back and forth. Like, that's why that, that I hated you line. Cause she's being like, all like, Ooh, that yeah. You. And yeah. you're like, what? It's like, it's like she's Smeagol and Gollum.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in that like, moment.
2: Like I, 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 it's just tremendous. Like I, it's that she's like multiple characters. Yeah. Throughout that song, like I understand that she's she's. I like that she that she says that she's the name of one of the characters. She's like it's me, and you're like I. Yeah. I wish that she yeah. at one point like switched over and was like it's me Heathcliff, and you're like what? Where's that? Where's <laughs> it, that version? Yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. The song is already weird enough as is.
0: <laughs> if I heard a an acoustic version of Salisbury Hill, I think like yes, that makes perfect sense. Mm. Which. Salisbury Hill is, in fact, a very strange song. It's orchestrated very strange. It's got seven, four time. Like the first time I tried to play it, like I like I, you know, it's got to be easy, like four chords, simple. And I'm like tripping over my hands trying to play it on the piano. Mm. And like it builds. It really builds. Like there's like more instruments every verse, but it feels like only Peter Gabriel could write it maybe and Mm. make it this great version of it. But it feels like it kind of belongs to the world now, not so much Peter Gabriel himself Mm -hmm. versus Wuthering Heights, which will always be Kate Bush's and Kate Bush's alone. Mm -hmm. If, you know, if you wanted one Kate Bush song, it could very well be Wuthering Heights.
2: When they when they first started doing Salisbury Hill, when they were when they were recording it, it was more straightforward, not time signature wise, but um, instrumentation wise. Like I think Mm -hmm. it was more electric guitars. And then they came and they were like, no, here's this 12 string. And then Mm -hmm. they started to sort of build that more orchestrated thing around it. But it was it was a more straightforward rock song in its or I guess pop song really in its first incarnation. Mm -hmm. And then they went back around. Whereas I can't imagine Wuthering Heights being anything but what it is.
1: Yeah. It's also one of those things where you hear like, oh, you know, David Gilmore produced this song and, you know, you sit down and listen to it and you're like, oh, my God, this is just this is just. You can just almost imagine yourself going into, like, a Dungeons & Dragons gaming store and buying incense. (laughs) Like, the aesthetic is so hard there. Whereas, like, Salisbury Hill, which I I do like as a song, you can hear, like, oh, like, I could hear John Mayer covering this. I'm sorry, like,
0: he's going to. It's, in fact, I would be surprised if he hasn't.
1: Yeah, actually, I'm like, what are the odds that John Mayer has covered Salisbury Hill, or at least Jason Mraz?
0: No, Jason Raz absolutely could not.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not saying I want it. I'm just like, has it happened?
0: It's like it's deceptively complicated. That song. I bet Jason Raz would try and then immediately give up versus John Mayer, who's like a secret, you know, secretly like a noodley blues guy. Like, mm. I could, he'd, he'd accept the challenge. But yeah. Mraz, no, he can play his little ukulele. Yeah, he's got right? he's got those five
1: <laughs> chords. He's got the yeah. C and the E minor, and the F and the G and the A minor, and that's all you need, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, you know it's weird.
0: I'm I'm kind of surprised I haven't heard any uh, covers of Salisbury Hill. I'm looking f- uh, looking them up now. It's pretty uncommon. Yeah, like I said, maybe it is in fact a little too difficult for people.
1: Yeah, like after you guys pointed out, like the time signature stuff, like it was just kind of like. Oh, like yeah, it is in seven four. That is like because it, 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 what keeps it, I think from being like or what makes it so memorable, I guess, is like just that little edge of wackiness that is like Peter Gabriel in it. Like it's kind of like I'm gonna compare it and be snobby to like Ravel's Bolero, where like the build just keeps getting <laughs> more and more intense. But it's that. But it's English.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not like Wuthering like, Heights* is four four in places, but it also like it jumps around. Like it, it. Ha- I think there's like a two four section. Like there's like 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 a halftime that she does. And I think there might even be like a weird three quarter, like she, because she created that song, uh, like in such a bubble, right? Like so Mm. much of, because she was so young when she was creating these things, she ended up having, I think a lot more creative control in a lot of ways. Like people talk about how this was Peter Gabriel shot at creative control, but like, I don't know if anything says creative control quite like a, like a 15 year old girl starting to make her album in her house because some people thought she was cool. Like, okay, well, where do you see this? You know, truly, truly, the horse girl thing is very (laughs) apt.
1: It was her brother's friend knew David Gilmore and gave, like, it was while they were recording what, um, Wish You Were Here, I think, that they got, like, these demos of a 13-year-old girl and were like, David Gilmore's like, sure. (laughs) Sounds good.
0: that's absolutely nuts. Like mm. I, I look at Wuthering Heights, I would the the video, mm. I would not guess that this person is not legally old enough to drink in America. <laughs> like, no way. Yeah. No way. That's that, that woman is twenty nine. She like,
1: it's a very severe wig, I'll just say that. Or haircut <laughs> for that. Like it is weird, like how her I mean, I, I feel sad talking about this because like Kate Bush is like notoriously very like sensitive about how people like criticized her appearance and like in, you know, the UK gossip rags and stuff like that and how she'd gained weight over like the late 80s and 90s and you know, why, why part that's part of the reason why she's so like a recluse and blah, 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 blah. But her face does change a lot in between um The Kick Inside yeah. and, and then The Dreaming. Is it The Dreaming that's next?
0: Uh No, there's uh
2: That's Dreaming is our. fourth Oh, The
1: Dreaming's album. the fourth one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, oh my yeah, I was my gonna God.
2: say like, she has like two albums that come out the same year, doesn't she? There's another album that she did that came out in 1970 because This came out in like I think like February Mm -hmm. of 1978, and then I think the following album came out at the end of the year. Like she just had a glut of material on account of. Oh my god! Again, she had been writing since she was like 13 years old.
1: Right. What were you doing when you were 13?
2: Not Uh, creating.
0: uh, (laughs) Yeah, I was uh, reading Dave Barry books. Oh. uh, that does no, sound
1: like a, no. a. I was going to say that sounds like a very Peter Gabriel fan kind of thing.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I got into Peter Gabriel a long time before I got into Kate Bush because you know Peter Gabriel had the accessible pop hits, you know, Sledgehammer mm-hmm. and uh, I guess Salisbury Hill. While we're talking about it, um, Kate Bush came later, and I mostly got into Kate Bush through Hounds of Love, uh, that album. That's got all the really big Kate Bush songs that aren't Wuthering Heights. All the other ones. I mean, I, I guess she had Babushka in between. Yeah, that's a big-ish song, I guess.
1: Yeah, it was like an Army Dreamers. <laughs> I Kid, don't. Kids love that Army Dreamers. Oh, it's it's her, <laughs> it's her sweet little anti-war song that sounds very Pink Floyd. The video is again lots. It's very it's choreographed Army Man with Kate Bush as an Army woman. It's clearly shot in someone's backyard, and I love it.
0: I didn't realize David Gilmour. Uh, made Wuthering Heights because uh, Salisbury Hill was made by uh, the producer was Bob Ezrin, who made Pink Floyd's The Wall. I was not sure at the beginning of this episode whether I could call either of these songs prog rock, but <laughs> I I feel pretty confident now that both of them are Pink Floyd. And of course, Peter Gabriel was in Genesis. So I, I'm, I'm certain now these are prog rock songs. And if anyone wants to argue with me, you can join our Patreon and leave comments.
1: Yeah, Wuthering Heights, one hundred percent. Like, sounds like prog rock. Like, I, I could see some like dad that was just like, woo, we saw, yes, now we're gonna go see Kate Bush, and that would be like the lineup. I would see the hell out of that personally. But um, yeah, no, the actually Kate Bush is just a CIA conspiracy where Pink Floyd was actually working through her to um,
2: <laughs> to. See, I just thought she was. I just thought she was working through some stuff. <laughs> That's the thing. That's you know, you listen, you listen to the kick inside and you're like she's working through some stuff and I respect her. Yeah. That's it. That's all I could think listening to that record again. I thought how did somebody this young have the emotional intelligence to work through whatever was happening?
1: Yeah. This way. Yeah.
2: Because I don't well, know he, if Peter. I mean, like, I think Peter Gabriel also too has a little bit of that, but he's also like was like almost a full decade older than her by the time mm. Peter Gabriel one came out. Oh but, yeah, you know, I, was like, I, he, I he made to Peter Gabriel Genesis. Like he was a yeah, he was a, a yeah. season pro at that point. But his his music is also I think I don't know I find him to be kind of emotionally healthy too. Actually, I feel like he he writes his music and I'm like he's also working through some stuff and like I don't know. I don't don't have too many problems, too many qualms with Peter Gabriel. I'm like, you're working through some stuff. I feel like you're doing it in a smart way. I don't feel like he's aggressively, like, toxically masculine, if that's a thing that we even talk about anymore.
1: Well, Well, that whole song, like he does with Kate Bush, Don't Give Up, is just basically, that is like, it is such a fanfic dynamic where it's like, I'm the guy, it's really hard being a guy, and it's not hard because blah, blah, blah. It's hard because I can't cry. It's hard because, like, you know people chew you up and spit you out as a, as, as just like a working class man. And then, you know, Kate Bush sweeps in and is like, no baby, feel those feelings. And they're just very emotional people. Like they, they definitely, if they went to my high school, would have run the uh, poetry magazine.
2: They would have been a good couple.
0: They have a, they have a lot of, no, you don't, well no, you say. don't, you
2: don't want that. Don't, don't you put them together? You know no. that nothing good is going to come out of that. You know, it's bad news. <laughs>
0: I, mean, I don't want video. to hear about,
2: I just don't want Kate Bush being like, oh yeah, I was, I was Peter Gabriel's weekend pussy. That sounds terrible. I don't <laughs> oh, want, that. I, don't want that. I didn't want that for Shannon O'Connor either. Yeah. So, Kate you Bush, know. if you're
1: listening to this, please don't, don't date Peter Gabriel. Okay.
2: That's it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're better, you're better than this.
0: We're talking emo- emotional stuff here. Um, if, if I can put in a, a reasoning for Salisbury Hill, it's like, I, I connect to it emotionally a lot more. Like every time you make a big decision in your life that you you feel good about, you can listen to Salisbury Hill and, you know, that'll hit you, hit hit you right here because, you know, that's what it is like. I'm making a big decision. And honestly, it does sound a little teenage itself. This is like, you know, I'm going off to college. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yes. Or it sounds like this, like a song for somebody who is middle aged and is going through a crisis of some kind. Okay, like, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does have like
2: <laughs> I'm go I'm going through this divorce, uh, <laughs> but I bought this car. Right. Da, 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 da.
1: <laughs> right, or like I am um, I I just walked away from a wedding or like uh, uh, I guess um I just walked away from my wedding kind of music is is how it sounds yeah.
0: like You've made a hard but big decision, and you feel good about it. That's Salisbury Hill.
1: Can you imagine if the the ending of the movie Train Spotting just ended with Salisbury Hill instead? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go cut that now.
0: <laughs> it could, it could work. It, it would could work. absolutely work. I
1: am going to say it absolutely will work. I am going to go. That's the thing I'm doing as soon as I'm done recording
2: this. <laughs> I'm, I'm really embarrassed that like that was that was your thing, and I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if like Human Centipede ended with Salisbury Hill, like? I don't know why that I was the be one. Like, I, c- I can't remember how human centipede ended. I you don't admit, either, but here's I what can. I know it is about a it is about a I mean look the baseline concept. Like it's a song from the perspective of the of the man who put those people together and he's like yeah. Nobody believed in me, but I was gonna
1: say it would be interesting to set it from like the perspective of like pe- the people in the human centipede. And like, they are learning to like work together <laughs> and like, yeah. they're just like, this has gone. It's their found family. Like, you know, like, oh.
0: <laughs> this has gone wildly afield. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> I mean, but I said... we listen more so than I think many episodes in recent past, we have talked about the history of the artists. We've talked about time signatures, Come on, man. We're allowed to talk about the human centipede, too. That's allowed.
0: You know, I think during his Genesis days, Peter Gabriel may have dressed as a human centipede. So, you know, it all comes together.
1: I feel like Kate Bush has absolutely choreographed a a, a movement piece where she's like (laughs) trying to be all three parts of the human centipede at once. I
0: absolutely believe it.
1: Yeah.
0: One thing I want to add, well, they hit on before we forget about this. I had always heard, I had always, always heard that this Salisbury Hill was about Bruce Springsteen. It was a, a thing was like Peter Gabriel saw Bruce Springsteen in concert and he decided he had to leave Genesis. Mm. And I love this story. And about five years ago, Peter Gabriel was like, I saw who? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I have, that is not why. I left Genesis. I'd, maybe he's seen Springsteen in concert. I don't know. Just like, it's just a rumor that comes around because apparently seeing Springsteen live is such a religious experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like YouTube changed entirely between the 80s and the 90s because they saw what Bruce Springsteen was doing. And, like, and they were like, we're just so miserable all the time. We're doing <laughs> it wrong. Look at this guy. Yeah. He's, uh, so like, I think that's where the whole Salisbury Hills about Springsteen rumor came up. Like, it sounds plausible.
1: Well, isn't isn't Salisbury Hill about, like, Somerset? And that's where he grew up, right? And it does kind of have, like, you know how, like, Bruce Springsteen is all about, like, New Jersey ballads? I guess yeah. Somerset's the New... I don't, I'm not from the UK, but I'm assuming that Somerset is the New Jersey of England. And if that's an <laughs> insult to the people of Somerset, I'm sorry.
2: It's amazing to me that for the first time in the history of this podcast, somebody else brought up New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't... It's taken many... I don't even know how many episodes are up to, or how many how many years, but uh, here we are. We finally arrived. Somebody else said it. Take we a drink.
1: <laughs> we don't I, speak I of the shadowland.
2: <laughs> I also I also think it's kind of plausible in the sense that um, some of the other songs off of Peter Gabriel one have an a, almost a Springsteen y vibe. There's a couple ones on there that you could you could hear it. I feel like. I feel like well, actually to, there, uh, there are elements of moder- modern love has got a, has got a, like you'd think it would sound like a a a, a Bowie song, but n- no, um, and in fact has got a little like just a touch of Springsteen on it. So I could see it. I feel like not necessarily listening to Salisbury Hill as a song, but other songs on that album have a, a little bit of that era of Springsteen and the E Street Band to them. I think Springsteen could cover Salisbury Hill.
1: Oh, I would love that. That would be an amazing cover. Hey, Bruce Springsteen, if you're listening to this, can you please cover Salisbury? How I would, would be sh- I would
2: be shocked if he if he didn't. You know, again, as a resident, uh, as someone who was born and raised in the state of New Jersey, I've of course seen Bruce Springsteen live, as is a requirement, unless you want to be put to death. Um, <laughs> Like, they just, they just like find, they just pick up some mystery syringes on the Jersey Shore and stab you with them until you're dead. That's what happens <laughs> if you don't go to a Springsteen show. But um, the thing about him is that, like, he gets to the end of the show and then, like, they just, like, they basically get to, like, a, like, they're a bar band, you know, like, just to, what does the audience want us to play? Like, name a song and we'll figure <laughs> out how to play it. So, like, I don't buy that there's any chance they've never done it. Mm-hmm. They have to have done it live. I don't know if anyone's ever recorded it, but I'm sure they've done it because they've done every song that exists. They're I, a bar um, band.
0: I just looked it up as like, there's got to be a Springsteen Salisbury Hill cover, and I found this cover of Bruce Springsteen with Peter Gabriel and Tracy Chapman doing Bob Marley's "Get Up, Stand Up." Wow, <laughs> what a what a random what? thing.
1: Yeah, like that that went places.
0: And Yusu Indur, who I believe is the other singer on In Your Eyes, right at the end when she's like just completely going off. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to it right now. It works better than you would think.
1: Actually, no, I, I can actually I can hear it. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a good cover.
0: Have I have I converted you over to the the Salisbury Hill side, which for the record is a place you can actually visit, unlike Wuthering Heights. <laughs> There is no Wuthering Heights you can go. I visit. can That's not visit a real place. Wuthering
2: Heights in my mind, in my
1: imagination,
2: anytime. Any the- yeah. You've- You've never read Wuthering Heights. I don't read, but <laughs> I have seen The Neverending Story many times in Falcor, <laughs> and absolutely take me to Wuthering Heights and you can't tell me that I'm wrong.
1: You know what? I, I I like had this brief flash of a connection. It was like I like Kate Bush because the first time I listened to her, she reminded me of watching The Neverending Story. Like it was that same again the horse girl vibes like
2: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I have not I, been I have not been pulled. I do think that again, Salisbury Sol, Hill is despite the time signature, far more accessible, but I just, Wuthering Heights, it's, there's just, it's the full package. I don't, like, there's just too much. There's way too much to recommend it. Yeah. On every level. Like, the meta on it is just too good.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, you know, that was, like, a Facebook event where it's, like, we all, you know, get up and dance and dress like Kate Bush and dance around the more was like this big Facebook. I don't know if anyone else remembers that joke. It was like a 2015 thing where it was just like this massive Facebook event that it was just like, we all get up and dance to "Weathering Heights like Kate Bush. So it was like some sort of like kind of massive like dance bombing kind of thing. I, I don't have to see that for Salisbury Hill or even Sledgehammer. No, sorry, I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's very important. Todd has sent us a set of picture in the chat. And I, I need you to tell everybody what you sent because it's amazing. I don't know. I, I looking up Wuthering reason. Heights
0: last night. It's just a DVD cover of Wuthering Heights starring Tom Hardy.
1: Yeah, that's his wife that's too. That's
2: correct. Tom I had no idea. Hardy
1: yeah. Oh, I've seen that version. Cliff- it's 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 pretty trashy. Like that version leans into like <laughs> the trash. And that one, the woman playing Kathy is actually his wife. I believe they met. This was sometime around the MySpace thing too.
0: <laughs> he's very pouty in this picture. He's he he's so is the pouty. poutiest Tom Hardy. <laughs> I've ever seen that man is not going to turn into Venom. He's going to pout at you.
1: Yeah, he's just like he's got like if if you go and Google it, he's got like the worst wig. It's a bad wig. It is like um, like someone is asking you for like I guess like a potions teacher wig at Halloween Adventure for like your Snape costume. Like what you'd call that wig? It's the potions
2: teacher or oh, perf- it's I just think it it's amazing ridiculous. that like so that. That thing came out in 2009. I just want to be very clear. Uh, and and the thing to know about that is that a year later, he was in Inception. What, what a difference him. a year makes. <laughs>
1: good for him.
0: That's. Oh, I, I just, it's just amazing. the Just the idea of Tom Hardy as Heathcliff is amazing.
1: It's, oh my God, he's so trashy in it. He's kind of like, he's good at some things of about Heathcliff and that he gets like the very like. I'm a scuzzy dirt ball. Like this is the man that did Bronson and uh, whatnot. So like, yeah. it, it kind of oddly works. But it's nice to think that like, if Kate Bush hadn't written Wuthering Heights, we probably wouldn't have gotten Tom Hardy in Inception. Just gonna put that <laughs> now out you know, there. Now
2: you, know, now you know the now you know the truth. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I was like I was like I was like, did he do anything that people really knew? He was uh he was Trek he, he was in Trek. yeah. He was, was a nemesis.
1: A s- like he was like hated in nemesis. He sure
2: was in Star Trek Nemesis. He was he was the Picard clone. Yeah. Yes. He was he was he was Praetor Shinzon. Didn't need to look it up. <laughs> the name of his ship is the Scimitar.
1: Hmm. Well, that what, movie uh, is
2: bad. I know everything <laughs> about it. Okay. Anyway, I guess like all well, right.
1: I was I was going to ask like what what butterfly effect thing did. Did Peter Gabriel Salisbury Hill give us in movies? And I was like, it gave us movie trailers, motherfucker! Like,
0: yeah, it gave us so it much. Gave us that, it gave us that Shining trailer, which will forever change the way I look. Shining, at-
1: that was <laughs> the, sh- the funniest thing when I was nineteen, you know. And honestly, kind of got me into like editing in a weird way, you know. Like,
0: it's it's really amazing. It's so well edited. It made me want to learn how to edit too, but I didn't until I got it three years later when I decided <laughs> to join YouTube. But, yeah.
2: It'll yeah, change it the way It makes me look think uh, of the literal it makes me think of the literal music video for Total Eclipse of the Heart.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my god. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Speak
0: Total Eclipse of the Heart is kind of like a cornfed Midwestern Kate Bush oh, kind of thing going it, on. It is oh, very yeah, much so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jim Steinem, may you rest in peace. Very much. He was he was like the I guess the twin to Kate Bush, like the American twin. Like just hard on your sleeve big grand dramatic like settings just full emotion but it goes like totally ham and corny. It's like the difference between a rose and a fake rose. <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> what a metaphor. Oh, All right, we have been talking for quite a bit. I think it's time for the three questions.
2: Great. Okay. Oh gosh, very quickly, Loki is still airing on Disney Plus right now. I bet you Wuthering <laughs> Heights is going to show up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wuthering Heights, perfect for a chaotic bisexual trickster god Loki. Just Absolutely. putting it out there. Yeah. Okay. The three questions. Now, I just I had that that thought, and as with all things inside of my head, I had to say it out loud, because what if that was the thing that made everybody understand me? The <laughs> three good, questions. It
0: was, <laughs> it was a good thought.
2: Yay. Um, these are the three questions where, after we talk for way too long, uh, we try to focus up. Ask some questions that uh, you know make people actually understand what, what it is that we've been talking about, maybe. Question number one: a question of history. One of these songs, and only one, gets to continue existing. The other one, we're flushing out of the toilet. We're going we're gonna to go back into, we're going to back to the future of that motherfucker, and it's just going to like poor Marty's cousins, cousins not his cousins, it's his brother and sister, they disappear. You know what I'm talking about? I've definitely seen back yeah. to the future before. Okay. Which is the song that has to stay, and which is the song? that if it goes, it's fine. Which which song for the culture must stay? This is so hard.
1: Ooh. I, I've got to give it to Kate Bush. Like, just, again, like, she created a whole person. Like, a whole <laughs> new person just dropped. I think Peter Gabriel obviously was already successful and, you know, I think would have found his way somehow. But, like, this was what gave us Kate Bush. So, you know, this is what gave us Hounds of Love, which is my favorite album of all time I think this is like I, I I it has to be Wuthering Heights also she got basically fan fiction going along with the Star Trek freaks so thank you
0: you know you said Peter Gabriel would be fine without Salisbury Hill mm. like she he really loves that song like, he <laughs> never gets tired of that song he's quite proud of it but like it is a career-wise he you know Salisbury Hill kind of cracked the the top 20 in the UK or something like that but it For a while, he was really struggling, Mm. so he didn't really get much out of it until um, Shock the Monkey and then Sledgehammer a few years after that. So I I think we would still have Peter Gabriel more or less intact without Salisbury Hill, and it's kind of an uncharacteristic song, really. So, God, I I think I'm going to go with Kate Bush also.
2: I mean, I I agree, but I got to tell you, I don't know if I agree with the supposition that Peter Gabriel would be fine. Because you said it before, Genesis also was successful around this time. Mm-hmm. Like, as he was finding success, they also were finding mainstream success in a way that they hadn't. What if they found mainstream success and he didn't? Uh, what, do you think he would have maintained or do you think it would have just broke him? I. That's a good question. I don't know. I, hmm. I can tell you it's like when your ex is doing so much better than you, don't you want to just never, ever leave the house? Like, that's... <laughs> I, you know, I think that's I mean, exactly how
0: he put it uh, when he was watching Genesis take off in the you know late 70s, early 80s, and Phil Collins becoming a huge pop star.
2: Yeah, so that's right. I think right, I, right in that Tarzan theme song. Mm. Take that, Peter Gabriel.
1: <laughs> I will say, like, I, I enjoy Peter Gabriel way more than I enjoy Phil Collins. So I hope you're listening to this Phil Collins.
2: Phil Collins yeah, is also that. having da-dun, a belated... Da-dun, da-dun,
0: da-dun, da-dun, <laughs> I feel like Phil Collins is also having uh, a belated coolness being attached to him.
2: Oh sure. Yeah, he also he does. yeah, he's having a moment. People people like him now. Uh they anyway, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't say like I think I would still go Kate Bush, but I don't know. We might not have a what we might not have Pierre Gabriel in the way that we have him now without. I'm just going to put it out there. That means no no sledgehammer, no big time, no in your like I don't know, no whatever that song is at the end of WALL-E, man. Oh, that's rough. Down, down to down, down, to earth. down to earth. <laughs> I like that. Down song. to Earth Rules.
1: I like that song. Yes. Good. That I was song
2: is like, like great. I just song. couldn't think of the name of it. I'm sorry. I'm so uncouth that I couldn't remember the yeah. name of this. I knew it was him. I knew it was nice. I just didn't remember the yeah.
0: name. We wouldn't have the Barry Williams show, his parody of the Jerry Springer show, mm. which came up. I can't believe I missed that one. But there, there's a reason why you don't know what the Barry Williams show is. I'm talking. <laughs> It's terrible. It's really awful.
1: Would we have had Wallace and Gromit without Peter Gabriel? Because uh, I believe the, the the studio that did Wallace and Gromit worked on the Sledgehammer video, and if he hadn't had Salisbury Hill, Sledgehammer wouldn't have been made. Probably, we so, wouldn't
0: have the wrong trousers.
1: We wouldn't have the wrong trousers. We wouldn't have had Flushed Away, Chicken Run. You know what, Lena? You've kind of brought up a point here. Like, yeah,
0: I, maybe we should call this one a draw. Like, we were all three Kate Bush, but now I think, yeah, I'm
1: still Kate Bush. I'm just going to put that out there, but I have a better appreciation.
2: All right. Question number two, you can be around for the creation soup to nuts, everything, including the music video, if you like for one and only one of these songs, which one, which one do you need to see created? Which one do you need to, to see how the sausage is made?
1: Absolutely. Weathering
2: Heights. I mean, it has to be. Uh,
1: yeah. Like I just imagine just being on like the, the film crew, just watching her dance and, and, against like the Scottish pines twirling around and you gotta just, you know, maintain the whole time. But you also have to like feel like, I don't know, like I want to believe that everyone saw like something incredibly special in her, not just like her friend who got her to David Gilmore, or David Gilmore. But like, it just seems like a magical moment is what I'm getting at. I was trying to make it a joke, but actually, no, sincerely, I would love to be there for that.
0: I, I really yeah. don't well, have Well, I mean, John, to- John
2: Kelly talked about it, who was the engineer on, on that whole album, basically said mm-hmm. that she would come in and just the way that she would communicate to the microphone that she was never, like there's no halfway Mm -hmm. with her. Like every take was all the way. She constantly was just being a witch at a microphone all the time. And then she would come in and want to know how every, like, like, what does this knob do? And Mm -hmm. he thought she's very easy to work with which is wild because she, in every capacity, she seems like one of those artists who's impossible to work with because they're like a child where it's like, what's this, what's that? Why this, why that? You know what I mean? Yeah. But like somehow is enjoyable despite that and in some ways because of it. Yeah. And I I need to, that's like a magic trick. She really is a witch. I need to know how that is pulled off because I find myself to be aggressively unlikable and maybe if I could just imitate Kate Bush- Mm -hmm.
1: And just like, Lena, you, know, you just got to take some, you got to take some interpretive dance. That's the secret. It's like improv. You're like, you'll be so much happier yeah. if you take an improv class. You'll meet a lot of friends. One it's of like, these no. days
2: I'm going to, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to be right. And I'm going to do a perfect recreation of the Red Shoes music video.
1: Oh man. That would mark, be. Mark
2: my, mark my words. That's happening. That's not do, happening, but do you know what's, that's oh, happening.
1: I was talking about um, the the music video for Moments of Pleasure today to somebody else who had never seen it before, and I was watching it. and I was just like, "Damn, you gotta have like upper body strength to keep your arms up in the air while you're spitting that long." Damn. Yes. Way yes. to go, Kate Bush. Also, I think she uh, going back to earlier point. I think she did uh, the vocals for Wuthering Heights on the first take too. So, fun little fact there. Like it was a yeah. Well, she came back. She did like
2: a bunch of takes of it in the middle of the night. For that, too. Mm. Like, I don't know. They might have ended up using the original one, but I think that she, Mm -hmm. yeah, she, okay, she re recorded like late in the night. Like, this is, I mean, it's Kate Bush. She sang it by the moonlight for sure. Sure. She definitely, she definitely wrote it by moonlight. There's no way that didn't happen. But yeah, I mean, like, I, it's possible that they ended up using the, the, some of the original recordings from that first take. I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't. I bet it was so raw and bananas, but yeah, I don't know. That's just way more interesting than Peter Gabriel going, do you think this is overproduced? This sounds a little overproduced. <laughs> that sounds it just doesn't sound as inviting to me
0: I I don't really have an answer like if you like there's except the obvious if you have a chance to see her do the Wuthering Heights dance live you take it like there's no nothing you need to add to that like that's the obvious answer alright number
2: three okay what okay Megan Thee Stallion has got to get up to some hot girl shit or whatever it is she's doing now she's got like a new girl shit that she's thought doing shit. now but yeah thought pot, shit thought, yep. thought shit So, so maybe that one too. Now we're going to stick with the classic hot girl shit. That's what she's getting up to. Mm -hmm, Sorry. mm -hmm. Sorry, Megan. I'm not picking up on this new trend. I'm not a person that learns things. Once I know thing once, I know it forever. Hot girl shit. (laughs) Okay. One of these two songs is going to be hot girl shit from now on. Which song is hot girl shit? Which Uh, one is she going to go out and do hot girl shit to?
1: Absolutely. Weathering Heights.
2: Peter Gabriel's getting slaughtered. Jeez Christ. Um. <laughs> yeah, this is rough. This is really rough. But do you disagree? I mean, I think that's right. I mean, like, again, like the idea of Megan the Stallion, like doing a what if just a music video, but instead of Kate Bush, it's Megan the Stallion just doing the same video. The ex- <laughs> just pick one, pick one of them. Like re, re, I think probably red dress again. But like Yeah. It could be it could be the white dress. I don't you know, whatever you want, Megan, but like I just want her to do the exact same video.
1: Oh, my God. That would be like the crossover of my lifetime. I think I could like, you know, I have I have a kid and I kind of want to be there to, you know, see them grow up and everything. But I could die happily if I saw like a Kate Bush making the stallion mashup. I, sorry,
2: sorry, 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 it's not, sorry, kid. It's time to
0: die. Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Now I'm a ghost. Yeah. You know, to be, to be fair, like this isn't as I, I think Kate Bush is the right answer, but it's not like. A wild runaway success. guy. I, I think you could get up to some hot girl shit to Salisbury Hill. I think you could, or at least it's a, it's a Should big. Get up like, to I some about-
2: romantic girl shit. I want her to go back. I want her to go back in time and be the star of Notting Hill.
1: Oh my <laughs> just god! Her,
2: just just her and Julia Roberts.
1: Oh my god! No he, no Hugh Grant. It's just oh my god. Yes, <laughs> that's it.
2: I kicked. That's right. Twist. I kicked Hugh Grant out of that situation. <laughs> It was Megan Thee Stallion doing a British accent for some reason, and and it's amazing. I'm
0: just a girl standing in front of a girl. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. That's
2: right. Anyway, all right. Now, the most important question, not just of this podcast, but on all of human creation. William Shatner, uh, a, a, a man who has more hair than I do now, buy me some hair plugs, internet, and is also a singer. Definitely an actor of a type, but singer, I William Shatner would say yes. We would say jury's out. But he's going to do a Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Which song must be shat upon?
1: Man, I was going to say absolutely Wuthering Heights, but i have like also in my head here him going, my heart going, boom. But like, because like, I was <laughs> yes. going to say Wuthering Heights is like better material, but does it?
0: I think Shatner could do like one of his unironically good versions mm. of Salisbury Hill. Son, he said, grab your things. I've come to take you home. Oh. Like, I, I, oh man, I, I'm, I'm, my heartstrings are being tugged right now. Actually, I feel my heart going boom, boom, boom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> boo, boo, boo.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, I might have to give it to, to Peter Gabriel on this one.
2: And, you know. Yeah, I think his some, version sometimes of Wuthering Heights the, would the, be good. simpler. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Wuthering Heights is like, there's like too much. Yeah. Like William Shatner would try and like. I don't know. Outdo Kate Bush? Can't be done.
1: Yeah, I guess. That's I don't know. the I've thing.
2: Been... What's the point? There's like, it's already been, like, it hasn't been Shatnerized. It's been something better. It's It's been Kate Bushed.
1: Yeah. I can only think yeah, of I... one good, really good Kate Bush cover. And that's um the um cover of uh This Woman's Work. By I Maxwell? Can't... Yeah. Like, I like that cover a lot.
0: Big, not a big fan of Future Heads, Hound of the Love? No, I'm not. <laughs> Meg Meyers running up that hill. No. Placebos running up that hill. No. <laughs> I, I like placebos running up that hill.
1: Uh, but, <laughs> I just have like, I associate all it right, with the so bad so wait, Salisbury Hill
2: is going to take something.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. Was,
0: I feel like Shatner's version of over-dramatizing things is like antithetical to Kate Bush's version of over-dramatizing things. And they just cancel each other out. Yeah.
2: Kate Bush has dramatized that thing correctly. Mm. Yeah. I just want to be very clear about that over dramatized, wrong, correctly dramatized, yes, yes, um, okay. all right, Peter Gabriel takes it.
0: I, th- I think that's still a one versus three.
2: what about the what about the reader co- comments? Those people are the listeners. Right. they're smart,
0: all right. Let's see. He's a good and vexed Brent dogs writes your <laughs> your your screen names are doing way too much there, man. But anyway, that guy, Brent writes, this is going to get me some hate, but I never heard anything from Kate Bush. I'd heard she was pretty good, but Peter Gabriel turned out to be one of those songs I've heard but didn't know the title of. But when I listened to Kate, it sounded like something Madeleine Kahn sang in a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> oh, the shock on Angie's face.
1: <gasps> you know what? No, I, I've I've you know, I had my anti Kate Bush phase and I had my own <laughs> thing about what Kate Bush sounded like to me before I liked Kate Bush. So that's not even like. I mean, I I can kind of hear, like, I I don't want to say this because I've had people say it ruined Kate Bush for them. Kate Bush to me, and again, mega fan, but on the kickin' side, sometimes she kind of sounds like Miss Piggy on the Muppet Babies.
2: (laughs) I do hear it. I absolutely do hear it.
1: Like, that's what I... I I guess I
2: just don't see the downside here.
1: No, (laughs) I'm not saying it's...
2: Madeline (laughs) Kahn, Miss Piggy from the Muppet Babies. These are heroes.
1: True. All camp icons.
2: All right. Let's see.
0: Galileo's Balls writes... (laughs) An excellent screen name, by the way. (laughs) Galileo's Balls writes... Wuthering Heights versus Salisbury Hill is the literature nerd versus math nerd litmus test. I always wondered which one I was, but now hearing that sweet, sweet 7-4 groove, I have no doubts. (laughs) A big one for the math nerds. I think we probably have more literature nerds in the house. But uh, if you uh, get... Excited by time signatures, yes, Salisbury Hill is absolutely going to be your jam.
1: Yeah, I failed math, like, from, like, fifth grade on up until I graduated, and I took middle school math in college, so this explains a lot, quite frankly.
0: All right, Joseph Adams writes, for question three, Shatner for Wuthering Heights, but Ray Romano for Salisbury Hill.
2: What? Oh, hey! <laughs> okay. Come on.
1: Right, mm-hmm. Whatever I do, like a Stritch, doing Salisbury Hill.
2: Like, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: All
2: right. Nowhere
0: girl writes. Both would make good dungeon names in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Do we have any Pokemon people in the house? Because yeah. I assume
1: I see I see like Wuthering Heights being like a ghost type, like a something like a, a ghosty type town. Yeah, like, that it's makes- got that vibe. Like, you'd see like the- a a taunter there, a Gengar. <laughs> Uh, Na-
0: capture it, name it Heathcliff.
1: Yeah. And then Salisbury Hills is like a very like a grass type. Like you'd go there and there's a bunch of like Weedles and Caterpies and stuff. All
0: right. OK, one last one. Robin writes, all I can say is that there's never been a song that was more hot girl shit than Wuthering Heights. All Period. right. <laughs>
1: that's, that's all you got to say.
0: Yep. OK, that leaves
2: us the results. Who do you think won?
1: I mean, hot girl shit. She's having her moment. Kate Bush. Yeah.
2: But oh, see, so yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. It, I think Salisbury Hill is too is too accessible. Hmm. I think it's and I think it's a little too ingrained. You know, I think it's too. If, in- if you're if you're gonna say. What does the average person know? It's true. If I, if you played them both, which is the one? If they only knew one, which one would they know? Mm. And it's definitely Salisbury Hill. Shh. I think a lot of people are like our uh, one listener that said that they didn't know the name, but they definitely heard the song. Sure. And I just don't know that there's as many people that know Wuthering Heights. I feel like you've got to make a choice. You've chosen wisely, but you've made one. So I think just for that alone, I think Salisbury Hill is going to come out on top.
0: It does tend to be that the more known one is the winner, but let's see what we got. For a total of 289 to 331, that is a 5347 split. Our winner is Wuthering Heights.
2: Yeah! yeah! I really yeah. thought that I was gonna have to be mad at the audience. I can't believe it. No, this one was, was really tight. I, I
0: asked for more votes and it was like 10 votes between them. It was neck and neck the wow. entire way. And I guess Kate Bush pulled ahead in the, in the last few, because this one was a, uh, I, I really thought Salisbury Hill just through name recognition was going to get this. But uh, like I said, you know, Kate Bush, the Kate Bush fans are very serious and they came out for this one. <laughs> it, and, and quite a few of the Kate Bush fans were like, Oh, but this one's really hard. Yeah. So like, yeah, this one was a, uh, one of the more even contests we've ever had.
1: They're both great songs. Like, yeah, just straight up great songs. Kate Bush, a hive does not fuck around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very intense, the Kate Bush fans. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we got to do the plugs. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming out, Angie. You can follow her at what is it now? Why Angelina? Y.
1: Yeah, why Angelina? Why? Written out as the word Y.
0: Yes. yes. W H Y Angelina yes. W H Y. Yes. And you can find us on Patreon at Song versus Song. Thank you for listening. Please, if you want to donate a dollar, you get all our bonus episodes, and you get to vote on what those bonus episodes are. If you can't do that, just say hey, share share us around. Everyone loves us, and your friends will love us too. Right, right, right. all right. Lena, you ready for our next episode? Yes. Are you ready? I've been yes. dying to do this one for the longest time. At last. Oh wait, now
2: I'm not ready anymore. At oh, no. long last,
0: <laughs> we are. Wait, doing, stop. No, we are doing Stairway to Heaven. Versus Freebird! <laughs> I can't believe it took us this long to get to it, but we're doing it.
2: <laughs> well, go, 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 go find the straightest person you know. I That's did. That's not the person but... you see in the mirror every day.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll find the second straightest person then. And uh, we will... I have been dying to do this one for the longest time because it is just so obvious. Oh I can't God. believe we haven't done it yet. At long last... We are gonna get our classic rock on. All right, thank you for coming out, everybody.